Welcome to Soul Logic, not your breathy spirituality. This is neither tie-dye running through fairy fields nor corporate performance metrics, but increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Welcome to Soul Logic. I'm Scott, joined here with Cindy, and today we have a hot topic called boundaries and setting boundaries. Cindy, are you ready to talk about boundaries today? I'm ready to talk about boundaries. I think we have lots of lessons to share. I think we do. You know, one of the things that comes to mind is we've had a little bit of a pre-conversation about this. And I think one of the things that has been common in my life is that setting boundaries for me has been easier in the professional setting than in personal life. What about for you? Yeah, that's really true for me too. And I think that the tricky thing about boundaries, I think, is that you don't know you need them until you kind of at a really painful point. Um, I don't know if you find that to be true. And I think that um, I'm more forgiving or more lenient in my personal life, like business at work, like things have to get done. Boundaries feel more acceptable to say, hey, no, I can't meet you at eight o'clock. I can meet you at 10 o'clock or I can do this meeting on Tuesday, not Wednesday. Those boundaries are sort of normal in our work life, but in our personal life, at least I tend to, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. You know, you want to accommodate everybody. And so to set those boundaries, it's much more scary, much more vulnerable because they might not like what you have to say when you have set a boundary or they might you know, not invite you back to an event or whatnot. Yeah. And it brings up that fear of rejection that we were talking about. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I can think of many examples. Well, I'll just share one. What I just shared with you before we started this podcast. It's personal. So I'm out in the dating game. Woohoo. <laughs> Lucky you. Yes. (laughs) And I was dating this person who said something that hurt my feelings and I let it fester because it was new. And I tend to make accommodations for a person where I know that's not where he not, he's a nice person. And it was just a comment that was made sort of offhand, but still it hurt my feelings. But I didn't set the boundary because I tend to just take that and be like, oh, he didn't mean it. I know where he's coming from. Uh, but there are some actions that continued to happen that none of them on their own were criminal, let's say, but started to add up. And I thought, okay, this was a chance for me to set a boundary here or to have a conversation that's not so fun. And in that conversation, I should say before having that conversation, I knew there was a risk this relationship was new and it might go away. And I liked this person. I didn't really want it to, but I also didn't want it to go forward in the way it was going. And so I had that conversation. I tried to word it very carefully about how it made me feel, not making any, putting any judgment on him or the comment made. And the response to that conversation, I'll just say, didn't go great. (laughs) Uh, The responsibility was pretty much shoved back to me without any real awareness or concern for my feelings. And so I knew in that moment that this boundary was one that I had to put up and that relationship unfortunately did end. And it was, you know, I didn't want it to go that way. Fortunately, it was a new relationship, so it wasn't terribly hurtful, but I still had disappointment 
still had some hurt. My mind's still ticky ticky around. Did I do the right thing by having the conversation, by setting the boundary? Should I have just given it a little bit more time? All that second guessing stuff I do even after setting the boundary, which is really frustrating. But I just quickly on the outcome, it has opened up then now by setting that boundary and letting that person go who wasn't willing to respect that boundary. A new person has come in who is so far, it's very new also, so far, a much better start to the relationship than that previous one. Well, I think it's amazing that, as you told me before the podcast, this was just about a week ago. So all of that happened, and then another one pops into your life. So clearly, you're doing pretty well in the dating game. That's just my first comment. <laughs> the second I don't like one... I don't, like to, I don't like to let any dust settle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently. I'm the picking. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is, yeah, kudos to you for, for saying what you felt and, and for taking the time to word it carefully. That's important. And sometimes I think what happens is maybe we realize that well, we delay the conversation because it's not comfortable. It could be unpleasant. There might be that fear of loss, the fear of rejection. Or as we've talked about in previous podcasts, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of chaos that happens. That awkward conversation can bring up something unpleasant and maybe some disagreement. So it's all an unknown, but it's so important to do it. And somebody might be listening right now thinking, what does this have to do with spirituality? What does it have to do with being more conscious? Well, the way I see it is we have to take care of ourselves first and our awareness about what's working well in our life, as well as what's not working is so important to being present, being in the moment and being able to navigate life as it, as it comes at us. And it's been coming at us pretty quick for most people, right? Definitely. So situations are appearing quicker than they used to in the past. And something else that stood out for me that you said is that it often doesn't become apparent that we need to set a boundary until we're in it. And that's something that really rings true for me. And I have never thought of it that way until you just said it right now, even though I've talked about boundaries before. But when I think about myself and the success or lack of in setting boundaries at work, it was easier because there were already some sort of a guideline, mm-hmm. whether it were guidelines around how to behave, what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable, right? That made it easier because a lot of that work had been done. You know, the foundation had, in a sense, been poured. And then I was just responsible for making sure that the rest of the house was built, if you want to say, around that. But the real base of it was there. In a personal situation, such as a new relationship or even an ongoing relationship, if, and I'm just using this as an example with myself, if that foundation was never really poured correctly and there are cracks in the foundation, and then those cracks became bigger and bigger and If I was aware of those, I'm thinking of a relationship that's been in my life for about 15 years. And if I was aware that there are those cracks and those things that I don't really like, and yeah, I might've addressed it, but I was never really super clear, but I'm just thinking in terms of the the image of the foundation, if we never patched the cracks, they're going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm thinking about now for the very first time is that just by not speaking up and really sharing how we feel and being open to whatever direction it goes in and not being fearful of the loss or the rejection or feeling like 
we are being selfish because we're doing it. I know that's something else that I felt, right? Well, if I do this, I'm just being selfish. Or the other person might say, you're just being selfish. You're only thinking of yourself. Right. No, actually, I'm not. You know what? I'm taking care of myself and I'm putting myself first because I respect myself. And that's a word that I think is so intertwined with boundaries, that word respect. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's so true. And I think I like the house metaphor. And I want to come back to a story too, where you can reinforce the foundation and it becomes even stronger. So I don't want to set these boundaries as they're all negative experiences. But I do think uh, one thing that as you were speaking that came to me is the sooner you can have a boundary setting in a relationship, I think the better it is because when you accept this overstepping your own boundaries until it becomes that painful point where you're going, oh, now I really need to set one and it's going to be painful. It is more, it is increasing the chances, I think, of that other person saying you're being selfish because they've learned to behave in a certain way with you and you've said it's okay. And so now you're changing your behavior, which can often cause a lot of people to freak out. <laughs> I mean, that's not a technical term, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's when you shift your behavior, it often scares people. And so one of their first reactions is often, well, you're, you know, I don't understand why you're changing, why this boundary is suddenly coming in here. So you must be selfish. Uh, you know, I know ne- you never told me I was doing anything wrong or that offended you. And so now it must just be you. Right. And I think that can happen early on too, in the example I just gave, but at least I found out early when the relationship wasn't painful, but I've had certainly had relationships that are been longer going where you're like, Oh boy, I need to set a boundary here. And it is more painful because there's more invested. There's more, there's more risk involved in having the conversation because you have more of a relationship with this person. You have more history. You have deeper connection and deeper feeling for the person, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a lover, doesn't matter. It's just, you have more history. And so the risk becomes higher and higher. So what I'm learning as I get older (laughs) is to set those boundaries early. And, you know, in this particular, in my particular example, it didn't go well and that relationship ended um, but you're sort of in that sorting, you know, sh- shaking the colander in a dating situation anyway, right? But if it was a friendship, if I set that boundary early on, then that friendship builds on a stronger foundation that you hopefully never have cracks in because you just can continually shore that up and go forward. I, like I don't that. know if I answered your question or not, but I just, just what I'm reacting to what you talked about. Well, that's about, fine. Like foundation. That's, we just trust that whatever comes through here is what's supposed to come through, right? Yeah. Oh, and I want to go back to the spiritual piece. Like what does that have to do with spirituality? Cause I think, um, I think it's, it, I don't know. It seems integral to me about setting boundaries. Um, I guess it may come across as tangential, but knowing yourself is really key. We talk about having inner power and setting boundaries is an inner power piece. It's not, it actually, it's not selfish, but it's also not really about the other person either. Right? You are setting a boundary for yourself. This is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with. And I'd like to build a relationship on things that are mutually okay for both of us. Let's find some common ground. That's what I think of boundaries as. Yeah. And, and it goes back to that. Well, the respect and we respect ourselves enough to, to set the boundaries and to, and really empower ourselves. And I also think that it makes the relationship so much clearer. You know, I, 100%, right. Yeah, Cause like, yeah. I, yeah you know, if there's like, oh, hey, you know, you just said something that was really hurtful to me. And if that person is their initial reaction isn't, oh, I'm sorry. And then you talk about it. Like that's, that's an indicator that maybe that's not your boundary, but it was a boundary for me. 
right? And then, okay, then you just kind of shifting, you know, sorting through the relationship a bit. But mm-hmm. of course, you know, in my past, I would have accepted that and been like, oh, I understand where they're coming from, you know, and taken it for much longer until it was at a really, really painful place for me. Um, and then that's not respecting myself, right? To accept those comments coming at me or a behavior that's coming at me that doesn't feel good. That's not selfish. That's self-respect. It is self-respect and it is putting ourselves first. And, you know, I always say, if we don't put ourselves first, we have nothing left to give. So let's take care of ourselves yeah. because by not setting those boundaries and then that foundation crumbling or cracking even more, it's an energy drain. That's what I found. It's frustrating. It can be aggravating. It can be crazy making in a way. It can be confusing. You're listening to Soul Logic, shifting you from a corporate mindset into a conscious mindset. Check out our course online at roadmaptoawakening.com, helping you bring the practical into awakening and make sense of what's happening on your journey. even though I like to have self-responsibility, I think I'm decent at it. I will still tend to be in the mindset that that person is making me crazy or that person needs to change to make me feel better about them or about the relationship or what have you. And I think where that comes for me is that's when I recognize, Oh, this is my boundary. This is my boundary. And I need to speak up to tell them that this isn't okay anymore. Right. And because it's the crazy making that you, I don't know about you. To me, I tend to go like, they're making me crazy. Instead of I'm letting them make me crazy, I go to they're making me crazy. And I think that's probably normal, but I'm curious what your experience is. And like that to me is like an indicator of, oh, boundary time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I think the harder thing for me has been when it's been a longer term relationship, friendship, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, and I haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's boundaries on their part that I have, you know, blown through, but I don't know. Oh, right. So I'm not going to make it all about they're, they're wrong and I'm right. Absolutely not. And that is what makes it hard is when I haven't spoken up, I've let it happen. It's been months, years, whatever it's been. So in the beginning, I probably didn't say anything because I thought, let me just see what happens. Let me wait and see. Maybe it's going to change. Maybe the behavior will change. Maybe it doesn't happen for a while, but then maybe it gets better Then it gets worse. And all of that is kind of crazy making because then I think, okay, now there is time invested. Now this is a relationship, a person that I do want to have in my life. How do I even bring this up without hurting their feelings, without having it come back on me? And yeah, that does become confusing. I think the biggest thing I find is it's an energy drain. I I get tired sometimes. I just get tired because then when I do bring it up, because there are situations where I brought certain things up and they continue to be disregarded, the requests or the boundaries. That's yeah, where then I'm at, yeah, right. And then I'm at that difficult place where, okay, now what? Like how often, right. how much more of this do I tolerate? And and the crazy making part, am I being unreasonable? Is uh, it me? <laughs> uh, yes. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that it is me? like the crux. Yes. Am I being unreasonable? Am I being too difficult? Are my expectations so out of line that this is just unacceptable. And then I start to doubt myself. And I say, but wait a minute, I don't think so. 
I think that's so key with setting a boundary. Uh, yes, I have been in those, your shoes so many times. Yes. Am I being unreasonable? Am I being too harsh? Am I being too, too everything, right? Yes. That is the hard part about setting a boundary. So how do you get yourself out of that? I'm just curious. Like I'm trying to think of how I do. I mean, I, I'll just go back to this conversation. Even if I, even after I had this conversation and I knew that relationship wasn't going to go forward, I still questioned myself. Oh, was I, was I too harsh? Did I have the conversation too soon? You know, did I jump to conclusions, all that kind of stuff. And I know, I guess to me, that's where the embodiment piece comes in. And we haven't gone into that conversation yet about, you know, sort of this, how our thoughts and our bodies can help with our navigation but as I've said many times, I tend to live from the neck up. So my head tends to rule over my body. I'm getting better at that. But I did try to just feel into it and know that it was right. But I'm curious how you do it because it's hard. Even when it's, you've all has been dead, said and done, even if things went forward okay and you're, everything's on track and that foundation's stronger, there's still that self-doubt running through my mind. Absolutely. And sometimes what happens is, it's better for a period of time. And then the, the behavior that I didn't like or didn't accept comes back. Oh. And then I get to the place where I'm just like, again, really? Do I have to be the one to bring this up? And I always find that it's always me that has to bring it up. Well, of course it is because it's what's bothering me. It's not right. bothering the other person, right? Right. And what I've, and I have several real life examples that, that have happened in my life. I'm not going to share them right here, but what I, have done in the past that has worked is meditate on it, write about it, you know, journal on it, and also really get into my heart space before I have the conversation. Mm -hmm. To get into that place where I'm really out of my head as much as I can be, and to trust that what is going to come through in the conversation is what needs to come through and is the best possible outcome for both of us. I'd be curious about your tips for people listening. Like I know I try really hard not to make the other person wrong. Now, as hard as I try, I have botched that a lot in the past. You know, I'm trying to get better and better every conversation. But one thing I've tried to do is, hey, when you said this, it made me feel, or when you do this, I felt like blah, blah, blah. So I try to take on the emotion, the feeling, the effect of the action myself and to give them the opportunity to say, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was being taken that way or seen that way or giving them an out initially, right. Before things kind of blow up, if they're going to, I'm curious how you, what your, you know, your, your coaching would be around having an initial boundary conversation with somebody. Yeah. Well, one of them for me, I have two real hot topics. One is communication. The other one is timeliness. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so let's pick, take timeliness, for example, if you say you're going to do something, or we're going to do something or say meet at some point time, yeah. I expect that you're going to be there within a certain time, you know, we say we're going to meet at two o'clock. Okay, let's do it. Whether it's online or whether it's in person. And if not, let me know. Mm -hmm. Don't keep me waiting. Right. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That's incredibly disrespectful. Mm hmm. And what usually happens is it might be that we're going to do something else so that it meant it means rushing. You know, it's yep. just it it, it 
stressful and increases the workload. It's aggravating. Like I said before, it's aggravating. It's an energy drain. And it really just sends me like into orbit very quickly. And I can't stand it. I can't stand that about me, but it is true. And so what <laughs> I'll usually say is when I'm going to have that conversation is usually it can't be in the moment because in the moment it's going to be something that's not as <laughs> from the heart, most likely. Right. Right. I mean, none of us are perfect where this is a work in progress. But I will say, absolutely. Yeah. So I will say, you know, Cindy, I'll use you as an example. As I've said before, being on time or close to on time is really important to me, as is communication. I know we've talked about this in the past, but it really upsets me when we agree to meet at a certain time and you're not there. But I can accept that if you tell me you're not going to be there. Just send me a text. Hey, I'm running 15 minutes late. Okay, great. Right. Don't keep me guessing. Don't keep me waiting. Please. Right. It really upsets me. I know I worked all these years in an industry that is very much on time and focused on about being on time. Okay, maybe that's part of it. But it's also kind of respectful. If we say we're going to do something, let's just do it. And if we can't, let's let's communicate why we can't. Yeah. Or that we can't. So that's usually what I usually speak in the I statements as much as possible. I don't want to say you did this and that, you know, it's just, you're always late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're always yeah. late. I mean, I really, even if they st- are, no, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are, but I try to stay away from the blame as much as possible. I try to be you know, as respectful as possible. And again, go into my heart and look at, I often understand why the person is like they are at some point, but then this is where I have to say to myself, okay, Scott, it's great to understand that. It's great that you know that. And you can accept them for that, but it doesn't mean that you have to accept that in your life or that behavior. Yeah. I love this uh, example of time. I want to just, let's just do it. This just came to me. So Mm. if you think about somebody who's always late for work, like they'll get fired. Absolutely. Timeliness, tardiness, whatever, or school, you get, you know, expelled from school. Like timeliness is a thing in our social norms that you can get fired for, expelled for, written up for, go send to the principal's office, what have you. And yet here we are in our personal life with people who are chronic, and we're just using an example, who are chronically late. And how many times would you, or have you, let people just be late before you're, you know, before you have the conversation you just talked about? Is it the first time, third time, 10th time? Like, I feel like we're way more tolerant in our personal lives. Absolutely. And that's why I said I do a much better job around any of these boundaries when it comes to work because there isn't as much of the heart involved probably. Right. But then when it's relationships, people that I really care about, people that I enjoy spending time with, I find myself making excuses for them. Oh, well, they'd have this and that's something. And they'll, because of their culture, because of where they grew up, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Then I get to the point where I just say, okay, Scott, stop making yourself crazy. You don't need to know the story. We agreed on this. Can you just show up? And if not, just tell me why. I'm tired of, I'm tired of, I'm actually tired of making excuses for other people. I think that's what it comes down to. Yes. And that is back to the beginning of the conversation where you realize, oh, I need to set a boundary. Like, oh my God, this person exhausts me because they're always late. Or, oh my gosh, this person exhausts me because they're always, you know, doing whatever the thing is that's, that's crossing your boundary that you haven't actually potentially set um, within that framework. Right. And then, and by not doing that, it is disempowering. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now I, so the example I gave didn't work out, but I have actually had several times where I have had those conversations and it was like, 
a huge opening and actually made the relationship stronger. I've had it happen in friendships. I've had it happen in personal relationships with family members, the whole deal. If you just say, Hey, when this happened, I felt like this. And a lot of times people don't actually know that that's what was happening because we're just all doing our thing, right? We're just doing our life. And I know that I've had, like, I love to joke and be funny and just kind of banter back and forth. And I've had my banter go a little too far for people sometimes. And they'll say, Hey, that hurt my, you know, that, Hey, that went too far. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. You know? And I'm so glad they brought it up to me to know that that's their boundary. Like, I don't want to run people over you know, or run through their boundaries. So I can remember, Oh gosh, this has probably been 10 years ago and a very good girlfriend. And I don't honestly can't even remember what happened at this point, but we kind of just like, I got a little tweaked somewhere in there and I didn't say anything and I let it go and I let it fester and I let it fester. And we would, you know, we would still get together, but I could feel myself kind of having some distancing between her and I. And, um, she actually called me on it and she said, Hey, can we go? I think we went for a hike or something. And, um, we went and I actually fessed up and I said, Oh, this happened. And you know, this was, but I honestly, I wish I, it's a terrible story because I can't remember all the details, but what I will, what I do remember is our friendship is stronger as a result of having that conversation. And, uh, she was teasing me about something, whatever it was, she's not had that, 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 whatever that feeling in me that got twinged has not happened again. In fact, we now have a much more open conversation or relationship and we can just say, Hey, um, I don't agree with that. Or, you know, that didn't feel good to me or whatever it was. And it's just a much better conversation. I don't think we actually have many of those conversations because we just kind of click, but we did have that time where we had a little separation, but we came back stronger as friends, which I really, really value and adore in her that we could have that conversation that she would even call me out on it. That's a great story. And it, it makes me you know, kind of add on to what I was saying earlier that most times that when I'm speaking from the heart and have taken the time to do a little bit of checking in earlier before I have the conversation, the conversation may not always have been pleasant. There may have been some disagreement, but ultimately it might've taken some time and thinking of one friendship in particular, ultimately after a period of time, things actually became stronger. Things became clearer. We understood where each person was and there was more respect for the other person. Agreed. And I think, you know, it's, it's good to know, I think regardless of how the conversation goes, um, if you do it really well and you use I statements and you don't make them wrong, they can still be really triggered and feel blamed. And, you know, nobody wants to feel wrong nobody wants to hurt, usually wants to hurt the other person's feelings. So it can cause that initial sort of separation and argument, angst, frustration, even on both sides, right? A little tension. But I think you'll find the people that um, have the maturity to then come back and have the conversation. It does just build that stronger foundation. And I think where they don't is where we, as the person setting the boundary, have to figure out, I don't know, like, I don't I hate to say how many more chances we give them, but how much more, you know, how far do we want to stretch our boundaries before we say, hey, you know, this just isn't working out. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a hard one. Absolutely. That's a very hard one. And I think as we wrap up here, that's what I was hoping we'd get to is we then have to really sit with ourselves and ask ourselves, what are we willing to accept and not accept? And if the person simply can't meet our requirements. I hate to call them requirements. If, they, if the person can't honor our boundaries and our requests, then we have a choice to make. 
and we talked about the power of choice and choice is, choice is powerful. And it's, you know, when we are standing in our power and exercising our inner authority, we have to respect ourselves first. So at some point we get to make that choice. There are boundaries, there are requests. And if it's a match, great. And if it's not a match with the other person, or it could even be a company or an organization, right? Whatever it is. If it's yeah. not a match, it's our, it's for us to decide. And that's yeah. a great, great place to be. It is. And I think even like in a personal relationship, it can be somewhat degrees, right? It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. You can absolutely just scale back your interaction with that person um, just to honor your own. Cause you know, that's a person that's going to trigger you a bit more and you know, you can, you can just scale back more of a small doses relationship versus an all in where it might've been before. Well, and I absolutely did that with a, a friendship about 10 years ago and the person ultimately moved out of state. And I realized that things were changing and I had several conversations about it. And it was clear that things weren't going to change the way that I wanted them to be. Yeah. And ultimately the friendship moved into kind of a different category in my mind. Yeah, we're still friends, but it's not nearly as, as close of a friendship as it was. And that's okay. It's and it okay. works perfectly fine. Things do change. What do they say? You come into somebody's life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Right. I always keep that in mind when people are in coming out, cycling through my life, right? There are those that have been there for 30 plus years and those that kind of come and go and it's okay. It is okay. I think that's a great place to end. Yeah. And I think, you know, as far as takeaways, like boundaries are not selfish. They're actually self-empowering. Absolutely. Right. Um, Those conversations can be uncomfortable and hard, but that's also empowering by having the conversation. I think recognizing it earlier than later, having the conversation and having the boundary earlier than later, if you can recognize it, it's always better. What else would you add? What else did I miss? Well, that they create balance, right? It creates balance, both inner balance and balance within a relationship yeah. when done correctly. And when both people are, are on board with it, it delaying the conversation is confusing, disempowering a huge energy drain and aggravating yes. and crazy making. So, yes. so yes. speak up, right? Try to, and try to learn from your previous relationships, friendships, yeah. family. It could be, it could be family as well, right? Intimate relationships, Absolutely. coworker relationships. We know what we like. We know what we don't. And it's okay. We can yeah. put ourselves first and we can have a little bit more respect for ourselves. Than we probably have been. Yeah. And you, I think in, by doing that, you encourage them to tell you what their boundaries are. And then you just have a much, much stronger foundation. And so it's either a match or it's not a match. And either way, it's perfect just the way it is. At Soul Logic, we're excited to explore all of these topics and spirituality that is not ready. Exactly. We have our <laughs> online course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. You can see it online at roadmaptoawakening.com. I'm Scott Masciarelli. I'm Cindy Jennings. We're so thrilled you joined us today. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>